this is Brother Joseph coming at you, glory to God. And today is uh, March the 8th, <clears throat> 2020. And it's 9.02 in the morning, hallelujah. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to wait just a minute here. Um, praise God. We'll be talking about uh, finding the life of the Spirit, amen. <clears throat> praise God. I thank you, hallelujah. I thank God that he's faithful, amen, and he's always teaching and training us, amen. And, and I'm going to share some experiences with you today that uh, that we went through this weekend as a family. And um, hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I hope everybody's adjusting to the daylight savings, amen. I was looking at my watch and I saw that it was a different time than from the wall clock and kind of had me stumbling a little bit, <laughs> but then I realized the daylight savings came out. All right, hallelujah, let's go to the Lord in prayer. <clears throat> Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for this tremendous opportunity, Father, to stand in your, here in your presence and minister your words of life, Father. I thank you, Lord, for your word that declares <clears throat> it is a spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that you speak unto us, they are Numa and they are Zoe. <clears throat> and I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, for those that are partaking today, Father. I pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, as you said, Lord Jesus, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God does man live. And we need you, Lord Jesus. We need that daily bread, amen. We need your life, amen. For in him was life, Zoe, and the Zoe was the foes or the light of man. We need to understand, Father God, your desire for our lives, Father God, your desire for our futures, Father God, your desire as a body of Christ, Lord God, and where you want to take your people, Father. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Father, for those that are partaking, Lord God, of this bread of life, amen, the law of distribution, amen. And I thank you, Lord God, that, that you bless those that are here now and those that are here in the future, Father. We thank you and we love you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> well, it's funny, it's it's always amazes me how the Lord ties everything together, amen, the Holy Ghost. And uh, you never know why God is, uh, you know, has you go in a certain direction. And then, uh, and, then, and then when you obey him, at the end, he puts it all together, glory to God. And... Uh, Yesterday, I went to a fellowship, and, uh, you know, they were talking about the spirit of prophecy, right, as the testimony of Jesus Christ, and 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 how that our lives, right, should be a witness of, of Jesus Christ in every facet of our lives, right? In other words, we're walking around as dead. He that is dead indeed in the sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. You reckon yourselves dead, right? Well, that's the life of the Spirit, amen. That's that's how that's how we get into the life of the Spirit when you say no to yourself and yes to God, amen. And as Jesus said, the Spirit man is willing, but the flesh is weak. The carnal man will always set aside God, amen. And as a matter of fact, the Scripture says that the carnal man cannot receive or understand the things of the Spirit of God. So to the world, you know, the carnal is, I mean, the spiritual man, he's, he's a weird person. He's a strange person because they can't understand after the spirit, right? But as Jesus said, it's interesting that Jesus said in, in, in um, John chapter 5, right? Let's see if I can locate this pretty quick. 
Verse 39, he says, Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal Zoe, eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. So the word is witnessing, right, of Jesus Christ. Martyrio, martyrio, to be a witness. The word is witnessing. It's testifying of Jesus Christ, amen. He said, he told them, search the scriptures. You think you have eternal life and where you're at in your condition, but you need to go back and search the scriptures, amen. It's the same word today, right, to all of us in the body of Christ. And you will not come to me that you might have Zoe. Right? The world is involved in self-righteousness. They're doing it the way they want to do it. Look at the results and the output and the fruit of the way that they have conducted and managed the world, if you will, their lives. Right? Where did the virus start from, this corona thing? China. What is their primary religion and God there? I'll tell you what, it's not Jesus Christ. Amen. And look at the results of what that's produced, right? Newly come up demonic spirits, right? I read that to you before, Deuteronomy 32, I think 17. And that they, let me go to that real quick. <clears throat> it says they sacrificed unto devils, not to God, not to Elohim. Is that God there? I'm sorry, Eloah is this one. And they sacrificed unto devils, not to God, to Elohims whom they knew not. Other demonic spirits, right? To new that came newly up, right? So the more lawless mankind gets, the more demonic activity is being released, amen? Whom your fathers feared not. So they forgot the rock that they were begat from, or the rock that begot thee thou art unmindful and has forgotten God that formed thee, right? So anyway, like I said, you know, this is the result of the life not being led, led of the Spirit, living after the world and the carnal man. So in verse um, verse 42, But I know you, that you have not the love of God in you. Right? Your motive is always you. Right? The number one strength of the man's soul is self-preservation. You're always going to think about yourself first as a carnal man, as a man that has not afflicted his soul and dealt with his soul and kept his soul submitted under his spirit, man. You're always going to live after yourself. All right? Now, I am come in my Father's name, and you will receive me, and receive me not. He said, I'm sorry. If another shall come in his own name, him shall you receive. How can you believe which receive honor one from another, and seek not the honor that comes from God? Mm. And that's where the world is, right? They love their own, right? But a righteous man comes in, they don't want to hear it from him. Even though he's just as just as uh, able to help him in whatever the problem is, and like in my workplace, for example, I have those that avoid me on purpose because uh, you know they fear. It's demonic, right? Spiritual fear, right? And uh, but anyway, so talking about that, right? So that how can you receive? How can you believe which receive honor one from another, and not the honor that comes from God? And you seek not the honor that comes from God, right? As a son of God, right, our desire, amen, is, is to please the Father, right? As Jesus said, I always do those things which please my Father. The words are not my words. The works are not my works. Amen? And I'm not seeking my own glory. My judgment is just, Jesus said, because I seek not my own will. Amen? If the motive, right, is for you, then your judgment is not just. Righteous. Right? Now, I'm going to get into some notes here that I that I 
that I've documented. First of all, you know, we know how the kingdom of God is advancing, right? Because Jesus said in Luke eleven twenty, But if I am by the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you, right? And then he said, And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me, in Matthew eleven six. Now, so we know that the kingdom of God is advancing when, when the demonic activity and, and the seeds of perversion that are in our lives, right, are rooted out and, and replaced with the kingdom of God, the incorruptible, right? The corruptible place replaced with the incorruptible. And we know that the seed of God grows within us, right? And this seed becomes a mighty tree. The kingdom of God is like a tree which all the birds of the air and the fowl, and everybody can come in and lodge there and rest. And that's what we are to the world, right? We're that place of rest to the world. We bring peace to the world because we have the government of God. You cannot have peace unless you have government. And the word is our government. The word is what dictates to our lives. It's what sets the boundaries, amen, for all the facets of our lives. As the scripture says of, of uh, Abraham in Hebrews 11, for he looked, 11.10, for he looked for a city which have foundations, whose builder and maker is God. <clears throat> and I said this, I think, last week, is that when you finally get the revelation of the kingdom of God, amen, and these demonic seeds and these perversions and these thought processes that are not of God are rooted out of your life, and you begin to move into your inheritance, into your place in the Lord, as Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. Right? I, I go to prepare a place for you. In other words, every one of us has a place in God, right? So as we begin to get the revelation of the kingdom of God, we also begin to look for that city which has foundations. When we want the will of God, we want the word of God on the matter. We want the life of God. Amen. So that we can come into the work of God. We want to do it the will, the word, the way, the work, the way, the work. Right? In that order. Because the word of God is the will of God. You see? And the will of God is going to turn you into the way of God. And the way of God is going to bring you into the work that he has for you and me. Because we're going to be represented. So if I'm by the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God, Jesus Christ is the king of the domain, your heart has come upon you. Amen? Now he goes on explaining to him right, <clears throat> about demonic activity. This is in uh, Luke eleven twenty. Amen. When a strong man armed keeps his palace, his goods are in peace. They're safe because he's ruling. You see? He's the government. He's ruling that place, his palace. But when a stronger than he shall come, come upon him and overtake him, he takes from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divides his spoils. An interesting love Jesus said right here, he that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. And I was asking the Lord, you know, what are you saying by this, right? Well, if you look at what he said earlier, but if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. So he that is gathering is casting out devils. He that is scattering the sheep, the people, is the mixed seed. He's got all these ways and perversions of the world mixed in with the message of the kingdom of God. And, and that seed is impure, right? It's coming forth and it's, 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 un, it's, it's water that's bitter, in other words. 
It's not pure. So he that is not with me, so if you're with Jesus Christ, your demonic activity is being cast out of your life, cast out of your family, cast out of your loved ones, cast away from those that you work with. You drop the seeds of God, right? And the seed of God is producing after Christ in their hearts. And therefore, the kingdom of God is being expanded, right? So therefore, that we are gathering with Christ. But he that's not gathering and doeth the way of the Lord, the way of the Lord, to bring you into the work of God, then therefore the scripture says that he's scattered. He's causing conflicts and problems out there. All right? Now, so again, and then verse 25, and when he comes and finds it swept and garnished, right? The palace that was once guarded by one entity, once one government, if you will, one other individual, is now swept and garnished because someone came in and overtook that palace, me, you. When he that comes findeth swept and garnished, then goeth he and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Now, we have a choice right here. Right? No to demonic activity. I say no to you, Satan. I say it is written, Hupago, to lead under, right? Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. I take authority over your demonic activity. I resist you, Satan, therefore you must flee, etc., etc., etc. You've got to maintain, right? You've got to maintain the ground that you have in the Lord, your inheritance. All right? Now, Matthew eleven six. Jesus said, and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. And we probably heard this, this teaching about the word scandalizo. That's what the Greek word is, scandal, scandalizo, which is where we get the word in the English, scandalize, right? When you scandalize, you begin to broadcast your offense, right? You begin to tell the world, you know, what so-and-so, what so-and-so did. And da-da-da, and all of a sudden... Right, you start spreading that demonic seed, right? You start speaking evil, right? You don't know you're speaking evil because you're involved in an offense. In other words, you've been victimized. You are the victim. And because of that victimization, you've been offended. Now you begin to scandalize, right? And in that place of scandalize, you be now become the, the one that's victimizing. The violator, the violated becomes the violator. You see that? Now, I'm saying all that to say that, and, and the definition for that, it says to put a stumbling block or an impeded in the way upon which another may trip and fall, right? Genesis 3.15. And the Lord God said, unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, verse 14, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above all beasts of the field, upon the belly that shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. See, Satan was already there in the garden, right? And he came to the woman. He didn't come to the man, the order of the first things, right? The husband, right? God is under, man is under Christ. Let's see here. Christ God is over Christ, Christ is over man, man's over woman. That's the order, right? Headship principles. So, verse 15, I will put enmity. Enmity here means hatred, hostility, right? 
when you're hostile, you're in a state of mind that uh, you're unfriendly or aggressive in behavior towards people or ideas. You see, your your uh, your hostility to something you do not approve of is your opposition to it. You're hostile. Okay, so the enemy here, I will put enmity between you and the woman, Satan. So Satan hates the woman. That's why he takes the male out of his place. But glory to God, when you got when a man of God starts getting the revelation of the kingdom of God, he starts coming into sonship and realizing what his place is in the kingdom of God and, and the order of first things if he's married and where he's supposed to be at in that relationship to his wife and his children and his family. Then when that man comes to that place, he gets in between the enmity, right? He, 1 Corinthians 11.10, right? For this reason, I put authority over her head because of the angels. Not holy angels, but demonic angels. I put the man there first to protect her from the holy, I mean, from the demonic angels, the demonic activity. So he said, and between thee and thy, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. So your seed, Satan, which is corruptible, right? has enmity, hostility towards her seed, the output, right? Those that come into the kingdom of God. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And I went to that verse because he's the one that's tripping up. You see, the Satan here, it says the definition here for offended is one that causes another person to trip up and fall, to be offended. All right? Now, Satan... The scripture says, in, I mean, the second part of the definition there in the, in the Thayer, it says, to be offended in one, to see in another what I disapprove of and what hinders me from acknowledging his authority. Satan, at the point that he was cast down, right? I beheld Satan fall like lightning, Jesus said. The scripture says that I beheld Satan fall like lightning. Well, when he fell, he lost his place, okay? And therefore, Satan stopped acknowledging God as head, the authority, Therefore, he rebelled. See, Satan got offended here. And because of that offense, he's, he, he, vic he was victimized, he thought. Right? Who does God think he is? Right? I'm, I'm the anointed chair of the covers, man. I've got this jacket. Look at this, man. All the glory shines off of me. He thought it was him. But he didn't understand he was reflecting God's glory. So, he got offended. Now, in Psalm 107, 17, it says, Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Okay? So Satan is a fool because he got offended. Therefore, he is in unforgiveness perpetually. So guess what? The word fools here is the Hebrew word E-V-I-Y-L. And the transliteration for that word is evil. E-V-I-L in the English. And evil means to be foolish of one who despises wisdom. So you were the anointed chair of the covered. You were full of wisdom and beauty. Now you despise the way of the Lord. You despise Jesus Christ. You despise the kingdom of God. You don't want to hear about the kingdom of God because you're under the wrong authority now. You're under the dominion of Satan. You see, in other words, a strong man, Jesus Christ, needs to come into your life and rid you from that demonic activity and bring governments to your life, which is going to establish peace. One who mocks when guilty, so even though you know you're <clears throat> uncovered, right? You know you're exposed, and yet you're still not accepting it, right? 
You're not coming to that place of forgiveness, even though you got caught. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You got caught because you're, there's two words for repentance, right? Metanoia and metamolomia. Metamolomia. And one of them means godly sorrow, and the other one is repentance because you got caught. Right? So therefore, you're not sorrowful, godly, after godliness. And then it says that one who is quarrelsome, all right? One who's licentious. And then it says, meaning to be perverse, silly, or foolish. Okay, so that's the word fools in the transgression. So Satan, right, got offended. He allowed himself to become a fool. And he got offended. Therefore, he's in an unforgiveness perpetually. All right? He allowed himself to be scandalizo. He got offended. When the Lord corrected him, he didn't receive it. And therefore, he took one-third of the angels with him. He became the victim. And because you're the victim, now you violate, you victimize others. This is why the power of forgiveness in our lives, one towards another in our relationship, is so important. Because if you don't forgive others, Jesus said, neither will your father forgive you. So if you stay in that state of offense towards your brothers and sisters, towards your friends, towards the world out there and how you're carrying yourself, if you stay in that state of offense, guess what? Now you become the violator. And you're violating others. And because of the offense, he scandalized. He took one-third of the angels with him. And guess what? All they're doing is scandalizing, trying to get you to be offended so that you stay in that state of unforgiveness. And because you're in unforgiveness, you're separated from God. Therefore, you can't move in the things of God, in the spirit of God. Now, Satan and the demonic host that are offended now victimize. They single someone out for cruel and unjust treatment, right? Those are the victims that become the violators and, be, and cause mankind to be violators and remain in unforgiveness. So the reason I'm sharing this is because this happened recently uh, on Friday, right? We went out to eat dinner with my family. Had our little niece with us. And I was sharing with her the kingdom of God, amen? And, uh, and she was receiving the glory to God. It was just such a precious time, but uh, one of my one of my sons, well, he was in this tone of quarrelsomeness and and uh, unforgiveness, you know, and he was mocking and, and just this whole attitude, right? And I mentioned to him a few times, you know, hey, get, get yourself in order here. Straighten yourself up. Well, later after that uh, dinner time, came home and I went in there and I talked to my son and come to find out that he was upset because he had hurt one of his, his friends. In other words, he offended one of his friends. So the, the one that offended, which is my son, offended him. Because of that, now he, my son, became the one, the one that was victimizing him still. So he was upset, so he's real snappy. And once I showed him this, that the victim becomes the violator, man, it freed him. You can see the chains just lifted off, glory to God. The demonic activity just gone. Amen. Because if I, by the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come unto you. Right? And it, 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 it brought a tremendous amount of peace to him. Amen. And now he knows what he needs to do to get his heart right with his friend. You know, and I, I, I was already in bed when, when he, he was talking to his mother and he asked her to forgive him for being so snappy and mean. Right? And that was precious, amen, when he told me that because I didn't have to tell him anything about those that he offended. You need to ask for forgiveness, right? 
And so the point is here is that the one that was the victim became the violator, and the violator had an attitude and a problem. So fools, because of the transgression, as it says in Psalm 107, 17, and because of their iniquities are afflicted. And so because you're afflicted, now you afflict others. You offend others, in other words. You're moving in, the, in what exactly what the demonic activity wants you to be moving in, to stay in that state of offense. So that you begin to scandalize, you begin to drop all those perversions and all that seed. You get yourself out of, out, of, out, of, out of sync in your relationship to the Father because you won't allow yourself to forgive. I was driving from home, work for that day, and I was, I had been listening to these teachings, right? Brother Randy did on, in the, up on the river, right? In, um, in Arkansas. And uh, anyway, the point is, is that I, I finally started realizing and understanding what's going on here. So the enemy, again, he's the one that got offended, right, first. Jesus said, blessed is he who is not offended in me. Because Jesus and the Father already saw the, the, the way that this is going to take you, son or daughter of God, if you do not forgive one another, right? So the scripture says... <clears throat> In uh, Acts 17, 30 and 31, in the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commands every man everywhere to repent. Because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, Jesus Christ. Whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, and in that he hath raised him from the dead. So we have assurance, amen. We have confidence in Jesus Christ, amen. And this resurrection life that we live in, glory to God, this state of forgiveness and state of peace, amen. And this life of the spirit that we live after, right, we're able to do that with confidence and strength. So the scripture says in Ephesians 1, 7, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. So his grace, amen, his abundant grace and mercy, glory to God, through that precious blood of Jesus Christ, we're able to forgive one another, amen, and let the offense go, amen out of our lives and, and therefore shut the door to the demonic activity of what they're trying to do in our lives. Ephesians 2, 4 through 10, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together in, with Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved. And hath raised us up together, amen, and made us sit together in heavenly places, places of authority, amen, ruling in the, in the realm of the Spirit, dominating taking dominion as a king. We are the kings of righteousness, amen. We are the ones that move in righteousness in the blood of Jesus Christ. And therefore, we know how to rule. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness to us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So see, we get all wrapped up in our offenses and we forget about the purpose of God. And even... Even at times, you know, thinking that we're doing the will of God, we still continue on in the work of God that God gave us, but you have unforgiveness in your heart. So Jesus said, you know, didn't we cast out devils, they said, and didn't we, uh, you know, heal the sick, and didn't we prophesy in your name? He's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, because I never knew you. You're moving in the wrong spirit. You're not in the spirit of truth. If you were in the spirit of truth, you would take heed to your spirit, which is the Holy Ghost is there, glory to God. And he's bringing you to that place where you allow yourself to forgive. Because that's the will of God, right? As he did, the Father. Not of works that any man should boast, for we are his workmanship. Amen? Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So even so, 
As Jesus said, but if I by the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. Amen. And we need to take this very, uh, very seriously because, again, he's trying to break up the relationships. He knows that if, every, if a joint gets joined to the next joint, glory to God, as a, as a, as a unit, as, a, as an army of the Lord, amen, as, as one that functions as a unit that functions as one on a corporate level, we're going to be able to say no and yes, amen, bind and lose. And we're going to see things done in the earth. And we are seeing things done in the earth, amen? Because there are 7,000 out there that haven't bowed the knee to bail, amen? And they do want God. And they don't want the religious system. They're tired of, of all the entertainment system, the Babylonian system. And those that are in the Babylonian system are worn out. They know there's got to be a better way, glory to God. And as the scripture says, again, in, in Acts, and the times of ignorance God has winked at, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. You know, this repentance thing is not just a one-time thing, right? If you have iniquity in your heart, sin in your heart, you've got to get yourself right before the Lord. And if that means, if that involves another person, you need to go to that brother that offended you. And you need to tell him. And you need to get your heart right, amen. So that we can stay united in the Lord, amen, and do a work for God in the earth like the world has never seen. And that's what God is doing, amen. He's getting the seed out there, the seed of the kingdom of God, so we can come to that place of maturity and strength in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Now, the scripture says in Proverbs 16, 32, and this now we're starting the outline. Let me post that outline for you guys. Mm. Praise God. We covered a lot of ground right there in those few minutes. And I'm trusting that you guys are, you know, are going back and listening to these things because, you know, when, when, when the Holy Ghost is ministering and moving, boy, you know, the wisdom of God is so clear and so bright, amen, so easy, amen. Now, Proverbs 16.32, you know, even when I was putting this outline together, I knew these scriptures, this particular scripture and a few more, I knew they were relevant, but I still didn't understand how, right? So as this scripture says, he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that rules the spirit than he that takes a city. Who's the one that's ruling our spirit, amen? Who's the one inside that tabernacle, inside that holy of holies with us? It's the Holy Ghost, amen? It's the very presence of God. If the Holy Ghost is ruling your spirit, man, guess what? You're better. He that rules his spirit is, is better than he that takes a city. He that rules our spirit is the Holy Ghost. It's the spirit of God. And that spirit of God in our lives, amen, is key and critical to us in the earth. He was given to us as the church. It will take heed to our spirit, amen. The scripture says the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. He's searching, amen, finding in your life what is not right in, in the Lord, amen, and bringing that to light to you and me so that we begin to come into order in the Lord. And by the same token, Bring in the life of God on a matter where he's trying to bring direction to your life. The word of the Lord coming to you, man. The rhemas, amen. The logos, you're teaching, you're getting taught the word of God, amen. You're hearing by your spirit, amen. And the scripture says faith come by hearing, right? And hearing by the word, the rhema. Faith comes by hearing, amen. You've got to hear this word. You've got to hear under 
Your attitude should not be that I already know this, I've already heard this, amen. When the Spirit of God is moving, He ain't thinking about all that. He needs us to understand what the Father is trying to say to us. So he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that rules the Spirit, and he that takes a city. And look at Proverbs 25, 28. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down without walls. So for those out there in the world that don't know Jesus Christ, that don't know the kingdom of God, it's just a matter of you acknowledging the Lord Jesus, amen, and, and acknowledging what he's done for you, the free gift that he's given us in Christ. And take that free gift and receive that kingdom of God and begin to understand the kingdom of God and, be, and grow up in the Lord, amen. Amen. John 60, 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The rhemas, the word Jesus said that I speak unto there in Numa and the Zoe. See, we can live after the spirit, and glory to God, all the time. And we can come forth, as the scripture says, the, that, that God has given us the tongue of the learned, that we not might know how to speak a word in season. We can be at that place all the time, glory to God, because he that is dead unto sin is alive unto God. You're dead unto yourself, you're alive unto God. Alive unto God in your spirit. Amen. Amen. John 10, 10. It is a spirit. I mean, the thief coming out before to kill, to steal and destroy. But I am come that they might have Zoe and have it more abundantly. God wants us to experience this abundant life in the Lord. Amen. And Jesus Christ said, I came that you have life, but I can't give you more Zoe. Lord of God. Amen. Now, John 10, 18. No man, this is Jesus, verse 17. Therefore doth my Father love me because I laid down my suke, my soul, that I might take it up again. You know, we need to understand that, that we are tri uh, triune beings. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Amen? And that soul, man, if he has not been trained in the ways of God and dealt with by the Lord and taken away that arrogance and that pride out of his life, that soul, man, is going to constantly give you problems because you don't understand how to take heed to your spirit and experience the life of the spirit. And he said, no man taketh it from me. Taketh what? Taketh my soul from me. But I lay my soul down, he said, myself. I have authority to take it down, and I have authority to take it again. This commandment have I received with my Father. You see, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, for my burden is easy, my yoke is light. There are times in our lives where the Lord will allow, you, allow us to rest and not be involved in the work of God, per se. In other words, to vacate, to rest. Amen. And this is that season that we're in right now. There's three, there's a, you know, as a matter of fact, it's spring break, right? Many are out there that are going to partake in some rest and recreation, right? <clears throat> now, James 4, 7. So we have the power to take this life and we have the power to lay it down. James chapter 4, verse 7. Verse 5, do you think that the Spirit says, in vain the Spirit that dwelleth in you lusteth to envy? Your spirit man craves God, amen, and he craves 
that soul man to be submitted. He wants that soul man to be submitted. Because your spirit man, which has the life of God, wants to come forth with the life of God. Amen. But he gives more grace. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, let me read that verse 5 in another translation, Amplified. Or do you suppose that the scripture speaking to no purpose that says the spirit whom he has caused to dwell in us yearns over us. And he yearns for the spirit to be welcomed with jealous love. With a passion, man. Look at this one in the, in the message. <clears throat> and do you suppose God doesn't care? The proverb has it that he's a fiercely jealous lover. Amen. He's fierce over our lives. Amen. He does not want us to experience any kind of hardship or trouble. But the thing about it is, you got to keep in mind that when he, when, when, the, when your life is at peace, the enemy is seeking to trip us up all the time. That's what he does. He's offended. He walks around offended. And he's trying to get others offended. Again, to break us up and, and to cause us not to be united. Because he knows, even as the Pharaoh knew, that if those, those Egyptians, I mean those Israelites down there in Goshen get united, they could stand up against us and defeat us because of their numbers. So verse 7, verse 6, But he gives more grace, therefore, wherefore he saith, God resists the proud, but give grace to the humble. Amen? Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So who's, who's submitting therefore to God? It's the humble one. Who's resisting? Who's being resisted? The devil. He's the one that's arrogant and proud. He's the one that's offended. And if you submit yourself, you submit yourselves therefore to God, submit to the word, submit to the way of God, submit to the will, the word, the way, the work. You'll come into the work. Amen. You do it the way of God, and He's going to bring you into your work graciously, glory to God. No struggle, no, no, no pushing, no pulling, you know, no questions asked, you know, why isn't this growing the way it should? You know, why? Why don't why is that, why aren't these marketing techniques that I'm using working? You know what's going on here? You know, and so therefore, when we submit, therefore to God, we resist the devil. He's got to flee. So then, the word submit here is the word hupotasso, which means to arrange under, to subordinate, to subject, to obey, to yield, to obey, to be subject. A Greek military term meaning to arrange troops by divisions, in a military fashion under the command of a leader. In a non-military use, it was a voluntary attitude of giving in, cooperating, assuming responsibility, and carrying a burden. Right? Uh, let's take a look at this Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. Man, I'll tell you what. The, the kingdom of God is always teaching us distinction. Amen. And here we go, here we go again with the two words here for burden. One of them is Beros, and the other one is portion. The scripture says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, all right, offense, para, para toma, to fall beside or near something. So you fell, you slide slipped, something tripped you up, you got offended. Ye which are spiritual, glory to God, pneumaticos, restore such an one. Render fit and sound, man, mend him up, clean him up, equip him. Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. You've got to be humble about this because if you don't, you go in there all arrogant and stuff, oh, I can handle this and stuff. Before you know it, you're offended too. 
once you hear the story. It says, consider in yourself, lest you also be tempted. And then he says, bear you one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. The word burden here is the word bayros. Bayros means a heavy weight, a weight, a burdensome, a trouble. Right? It's, it's an abundance of weight, a load, abundant, abundance, okay? It's an, it's an overload, in other words. When we're overloaded, that's when we're supposed to help one another. So if we see we're overloaded with the fence, guess what? You need to go to your brother and sister. Hey, uh, something's wrong here, you know? You got unforgiveness in your heart. What's going on, man? Well, uh, you go into the story of what happened, right? Now, he says here, for a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So don't be arrogant about this, amen? Humble yourselves, as the scripture says. But let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Amen. You've got to get to that place where you prove your own work. Amen. The, the, the work that you're doing in the kingdom of God. Amen. You've got to judge it. Amen. You've got to, as it says here, dokimazo, test it, examine it, scrutinize it. Amen. And then he says in verse um, 5, I put, uh, yep, verse 5. For every man shall bear his own burden. The word burden here is the word portion, P-H-O-R-T-I-O-N, which means your, your own load, your own service, your own task. In other words, you bear the load. Amen? And don't allow yourself to get offended in the Lord. Scandalizo. Don't start scandalizing. Don't start pointing the finger, talking about one another. Get rid of that stuff, man. Verse 7, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he reap. He shall also reap that. In other words, if you're sowing all that offense and all that carnality and stuff in your life, guess what? That's what you're going to be reaping. But if you want to reap a harvest after the kingdom of God, then you need, you need to be sowing the kingdom of God, amen, the word of God. In your life, in your family's life, and everywhere around you, before you know it, there's harvest everywhere, man. There's peace, there's joy in the land, there's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, amen. We're all moving with peace. We're all moving with strength. Glory to God. We're not offended in one another. We're not, you know, we're not because the light is shining stronger on somebody else. We're not offended because of that. Because we've taken a choice to lay down our lives, our suitcase, amen, our souls. We're dying. We die to ourselves daily. All right. Now, 1 Peter 1, 22. Seeing you have purified your souls, your suitcase, in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Amen. The results of walking in forgiveness and love towards one another is that you're seeing to the needs of one another. If you see a need, your brother or sister, amen, you're ready to meet that need and help wherever is necessary. You're able to share in the overload, the bayros. And make the load lighter for your brothers and sisters. Amen. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word, the rain, the logos of God, which lives and abides forever. And it needs to be abiding. Abiding here, as I read this last week, mino. Abide means to stay in a given place, state, relation, or expectancy. That word of God is what gives us the hope, amen, to trust in God, amen, beyond our understanding which lives and abides forever. That word is remaining in a certain place, staying in a given place, state, relation, or expectancy. Glory to God. Mino. Amen. 
Amen. Matthew 21, 42. Wow. I'll tell you what, man. Right now, there's so much presence of God in this word, amen. And God is intent, amen, on, on helping us understand this by the Holy Ghost, amen. And this place of offense that we get into, man, it's just not necessary in the kingdom of God. It's going to get you again to that place of division, which is where the world is at, by the way. Look at where the world is at, right? You got all of your camps. Everybody's involved in a certain camp. If you're not at our camp, then you're not of us. If we're not of your camp, then we know we're not of you. You've got all this division in the body of Christ. You've got all these fellowships, all these organizations, amen? If you're not of us, Baptists, then, then you're not with us. There's something wrong with you, man. You're too extreme. You speak in tongues? Yeah. Well, that's not of God. Well, why not? It's in the Word. God's Word is eternal, right? All these, all these, you know, corruptible seeds out there, man. If I, by the finger of God, finger of God cast out devils, then no doubt the kingdom of God has come unto you. We need to shake ourselves, amen? And we need to realize that, that this word is eternal, amen? Verse 42. Did you never read in the scripture? The stone which the builders rejected the same has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruit thereof. And whosoever shall fall on this stone... Amen. Jesus Christ shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. If you stay in that place of resistance, in that state of pride in your mind, in your heart, amen, then guess what? You're going to be crushed, amen. You will not be able to bear the burden of all the overload, amen, in this world that comes upon you. Because you're not allowing yourself to be broken before the Lord. And allow him to minister to you and strengthen you, amen. And give you that place of peace, amen, because of the word of God in your life. Amen. Mm. Luke 20, 17. Praise God. Same scripture. What is this then that is written? The stones, the builders rejected the same as become the head of the corner. See and in verse 19, if you notice, it says, the chief priests and scribes the same hour sought to lay hands on him, and they feared the people, for they perceived that he had spoken this parable against them. Man, listen, it was to whosoever was listening, right? It's nothing personal, right? If the Holy Ghost is dealing with you in your heart, and you're, right now, even, even as I'm talking to you, it's not personal. It's, a, it's, it's the way of God to get us to that place where we're not seeing ourselves, and we've got to allow someone by the Spirit to speak it to allow us to understand and see where we're at in our lives. So don't get offended, amen? Resistance is the Greek word anti-istomy, which means to stand against, to oppose, to resist, amen? And, um, and, it com and so Matthew 16, 24 and 25, then said Jesus unto his disciples, and keep in mind, this statement that he made right here was right after that Peter got the revelation now after Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus told him, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my, but my Father which is in heaven. You got this by the Holy Ghost, Peter, by the Spirit of God. God allowed you to see this. And that's where we got to come to, right? We got to acknowledge who Christ is, amen? He is the Son of the living God. He is the we us that came after the Father, amen? And that's the one that we need to pattern our lives after, right? As a Son of God, as sonship in the earth, 
We are sons of God, and our desire is to do the will of the Father and please him. So it says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Let him take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his own suke, his own soul, shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his suke, for my sake, shall find it. For what is the profit of man if he gain the whole world and lose his own suke? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Glory to God. Oh, my God. So the great exchange, right? Adam lost the Zoe life of God, Jesus, and therefore, because he take, took up his own suitcase soul, Jesus lost his soul and gained the Zoe, and now we're a part of that Zoe of God, the life of God. Amen? The great exchange. Habakkuk 2, 1 and 4. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. I will watch to see what he will say to me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Amen. God is holy. Amen. And when he shows up in our lives, amen, he's got to clean you up first. You know, he, he starts inspecting, right? It's called the bishop ministry, shepherd and bishop over our souls. That's what he does, amen? And that's what we do, right? We help one another out by doing the same thing. We scrutinize and we help each other out. We help a scope post, right? Scope is make something that's far away close so we can examine the soul, man, and see where he's at. Behold, this, the scripture says in verse 4 here, Behold his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. So every soul that exalts itself first, it's going to be put down. It's called the self-preservation, right? You're always, we're always going to think about ourselves first until we get dealt with by the Lord and realize, not me, not my will, but thy will, Father. Even as Jesus said in Matthew 26. The role of the word. 1 Peter 1 22. Hmm. And I read this earlier, obeying the truth through the spirit, initializing the spirit. The soul obeys the spirit, your spirit. Obeying the truth through the spirit. The role of the word is we've got to obey God's word. Amen. And we do it by the spirit. The soul is the one that carries out, but the spirit man is the one that initializes. James 1.21, it says the engrafted word, in futos is the word there, logos, able to save our souls. Okay, sozo. Sozo is an all-inclusive word, man. Save you in any aspect, amen, that you have pressure in. Sickness, disease, ignorance, poverty, right? Lack of, lean and want, needing. Amen? But you're going to do it by the word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. It's not just about I have faith. And it's not about philosophies and views either. It's the word of God. If I, by the finger of God, cast out devils, then no doubt the kingdom of God has come unto you. That's the scripture that I shared last night. And that very one scripture that I shared, man, it brought such a most to the place. And every time the kingdom of God is preached, it always makes a distinction. It's the word of God, right? The word of God is quick and powerful, sharpened to a sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit. The soul man wants to go out before God but the spirit man waits on the Lord, amen. I will set my watch, amen, 
He's watching for the Lord to see what the Lord's going to say. And because the kingdom of God is, is coming forth, demonic activity is getting dispelled. Corruptible seed is getting rooted out. Right? We're going forth in the Lord. We're growing. We're coming to that place where we're that tree now. We can now begin to train and teach others. We're making disciples. Mm. Mm. Psalm 19.7, the law, the government of God is perfect, converting the soul. Psalm 19, verse 7. Oh, goodness. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Nefesh is the Hebrew word for soul. The testimony, the witness of the Lord is sure, making wise and simple. If it wasn't for the grace of God, man, we would just be all scatterbrained out there. <laughs> Thinking we're hearing from God. Oh, the scripture says in Genesis 2-7 that he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Now the soul could be inspired by the Holy Spirit of God, the presence of God in that man, Adam. Same thing with me and you. It's the inspiration of the Almighty that gives us life and gives us understanding. It's that comes out of our spirit, man. Amen. Romans 12-2 talks about be not conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So be not conformed, but transformed, metamorphosed by the renewing, the renovation, the complete change for the better of your mind, your soul, which is your mind, your will, and emotion. John 6-63, right? It is the spirit that quickened the flesh, profited nothing. The words, the rhemas that I speak unto you, they are pneuma, spirit, and they are zoe, life. Amen. Now, next section here we're going to get into is weaning the soul. The soul has to be weaned. You want to walk after the spirit, you've got to take the bottle out of the baby. <laughs> and, then, and every man before, every man or woman of God, every daughter, every son, has to be weaned in their soul. They've got to get to that place where they're, stop fretting and stop fussing. And stop getting irritated, stop getting offended. Psalm 131 verse 2. Psalm 131, verse 2. Surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. What does that mean, a child that is weaned of his mother? In other words, he's no longer needing her breast anymore. He's weaned. She's weaned. She's no longer fretting and fussing because she doesn't have the bottle. Amen. Now Israel, as it says in verse 3, let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth forever. Now we got another son or daughter that's finally seen the kingdom of God and the distinction between their spirit and their soul. Isaiah 28.9. We're going to go through this whole outline, so we're going to be over an hour, so y'all stay with me. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. You see that? You want to learn after the Lord? You want to learn after the Spirit of God? Then you've got to allow your soul to be weaned from the fretting and the fussing and the complaining and the arguing and the fighting and the strife and the contention and the offenses. Because they're going to keep you separated from the Lord. And you're not going to know how to walk after your spirit because you're so involved in your soul. You've got to lay it down, as Jesus said. He has the authority to lay it down. He has the authority to take it up. So do you and me, body of Christ. And we've got to understand this about, about our soul, man. From criticism, 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Man, I just, 
I'm just so amazed. I didn't know all this was going to happen this way. But the Lord put it all together. Amen. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest you fall. There have no temptation taken you but such as come to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Hupo Pharaoh, to bear by being under. Wow. Underneath authority, amen. Under, underneath your spirit, amen. Trust is given to set people free, not to find fault. Philippians 4, 8. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, lovely is the word, prosphiles, acceptable, pleasing, whatsoever things are of good report, amen, sound good, well, Good, good words, amen. If there be any virtue, virtue is the word manliness, excellence. And if there be any praise, think on these things, amen. Don't allow your heart to get sideswiped, amen, by the enemy and get in that place of offense. Anchor the soul with hope. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. And we covered this pretty good last week. Hope. Master the hope, amen. Verse 12, Hebrews chapter 2, 12, 2. Looking away from all that would distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief, and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the, and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Jeremiah fifteen nineteen. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, if you will return... And give up this mistaken tone of distrust and despair. Then I will give you again a settled place of quiet and safety. And you will be my minister. And you will separate from the precious, the, the precious from the vile. Cleansing your own heart from unworthy suspicions concerning God's faithfulness. You shall be my mouthpiece. But do not yield to them. Let them return to you, not you to the people. And that's the order, right? You don't go chasing after them. If they want the Lord, they know where to come. Amen? If I, by the finger of God, amen, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is coming to you. People know where they can come to get help from the Lord. Those that are serving God and walking after the Lord and after the Spirit. 1 Peter 2, 2 through 6. It says in the Amplified here. For thus it stands in Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chosen, honored, precious, chief cornerstone. And he who believes in him, who adheres to and trusts in and relies on him, shall never become disappointed or ashamed. Amen? I started with verse 2. That's what, like the newborn babes desire and crave for and earnestly desire the pure milk, unadulterated spiritual milk, that by it you may be nurtured and grow up into complete salvation. You see, we've got to desire the sincerity of God's word, the milk of the word, amen. Since you have already tasted the goodness and the kindness of the Lord, come to him, then to that living stone which men tried and threw away, but which is chosen and is fresh in God's sight. 
Come and like living stones, be yourselves built into a spiritual house for a holy, dedicated, consecrated priesthood to offer up those sac spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Come to that place in your heart and life where you're not worried about um, about all this other foolishness that's going on in the world. You're focused on God. Now, I want to read this Galatians 5, 19. And we're about to get ready to close here. King James Version. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery. Does anybody need me to explain that? You're married and you're sleeping around and you're a husband and wife. Fornication. You're not married and you're sleeping around having illicit sex. Uncleanness. Lasciviousness. Lasciviousness is unbridled lust. You just can't contain yourself, man. Whatever your heart sees and desires, that's what you go after. You're evil. Idolatry. Witchcraft. Hatred. Variance. What does variance mean? It's contention, strife, wrangling, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders. He that hates his brother is a murderer. Drunkenness. Drunkenness is an interesting word. It's the word methe, M-E-T-H-E. It's an intoxicant, an intoxication. Anything that alters you in your body and in your mind is an intoxicant. It's methe. It's a spirit of methe. It's demonic. And I prayed against that demonic activity around my home and where I live. And I've seen all that stuff go away, praise God. Envians, murders, revelings, and the such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You want to come into your inheritance? Then now allow yourself to repent unto the Lord. Get your soul, man, out of that pride and get in humility and humble yourself and say, Lord, I'm, this is me, man. I need you, Father. Forgive me. And begin that place of restoration, amen, back into that place of inheritance that God has set up for you, amen, because of Jesus Christ. Mm. Crucified with the flesh. And several scriptures that talk about that. These shall not inherit the kingdom of God. First Corinthians, verse 21, I mean, First Corinthians 6, 10, Ephesians 5, 5. Colossians 3, 6, Revelation 22, 15, 1 John 3, 15. All those scriptures talk about those that shall not inherit the kingdom of God. In 1 John 3, 15, Whosoever hates his brother is a murderer, and he, you know that no murderer hath eternal Zoe abiding in him. You know that no murderer has eternal Zoe that stays in him. That is in a given place, state, relation, or expectancy. There is no way you can have the life of God when you're in that mindset. Because you're allowing demonic activity, super soul, all day in your life, in and out, every day. Carnal mind. Alright? Now, the fruit of the Spirit, 522. Galatians 522. The life being the life of the Spirit, in other words, living after the Spirit produces this fruit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8, 1, who walk not after the flesh, but walk after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life, verse 2, in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Glory to God. 
If we live in the Spirit, verse 25, we shall also walk in the Spirit. If you're going to live after the Spirit of God, your life and the way you conduct yourself must also pattern itself after the Spirit, the Word, in the Spirit of truth. And they that are Christ, verse 24, have crucified their flesh with its affections and lusts. And there's a lot of scriptures that talk about this. Knowing this, Romans 6 says that our old man, Romans 6, 6, that our old man is crucified with Christ, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and henceforth we should not serve sin. Verse Romans 13, 14. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and duo the Lord Jesus. Put them on like you do a jacket or a coat or a shirt, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Provision is the word providential care. Don't forethink, don't think ahead of time how you can be deceptive and perverted. Galatians 3, 2.20, I'm sorry, Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You live after the Spirit. Amen. So it says here, let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. So vain glory, walk in the spirit, amen. Vain glory is glorying without reason, conceited, that is self-conceited, provoking one another, to call forth, to challenge to a combat or contest, to irritate, envying one another, to envy, to be jealous, to ill will. The victim becomes the violator. Jealous because of the offense, John 16, 1, scandalizo, to scandalize, to entrap, to trip up, to stumble, or to entice to sin. Apostasy or displeasure. Hmm. We've got to walk in purity, man. If you're out there in the Babylonian system and you're trying to walk after the Spirit, it's not going to work, man. The scripture calls that apostasy. Walk in the Spirit, Galatians 5, 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen. Walk is the word to proceed. It's the word stoikeo, to proceed in a row as a march of a soldier, to go in order. Metaphorically, to go on prosperously, to turn out well. Amen? In the Strong's, it says, from a derivative of another words, a similar stiako, to range in a regular line, to march a military rank, to keep step, that is figuratively, to conform to virtue, virtue and pity. Amen. Humble. Amen. Walk in your own rank. Joel 2, 7. Don't be worried about not, not you know, what, what, he, what he's doing or she's doing. Amen. Walk in what God has given you, in other words. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall. Verse Joel 2, 7. They shall climb the wall like men of war, and they shall march everyone on his ways, and they shall not break their ranks. The word break is the word to pawn, to causatively to lend on security, figuratively to entangle. And that reminds me of the scripture in 2 Timothy 2.4. Second Timothy 2.4. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this bios, livelihood. That he may please him who had chosen to be a good soldier. Warth is the word stratumai, to make a military expedition. 
You're not going to be able to do the work of God if you're focused on your bios, and that's the number one thing in your life, your livelihood. I'm not saying we don't need livelihood. I'm saying we've got to use it skillfully. Amen? So that when God says, hey, I need you, Joseph, okay, I'll work on that. Take the time off. You're ready, amen. Get the truck ready. Get the gear ready. Get the cameras ready, etc., etc. <laughs> Ephesians 2.10. Last scripture. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. God wants us to walk in good works all the time, amen, always doing his will, amen, which is his word, which is going to show us the way to bring us into the work, amen. And that's what we want to come to, amen, that said, no man that warreth. We don't, we don't want to get entangled, amen. If we're going to be involved in this apostolic career, if we're going to be involved in this arduous duty, if we're going to be involved in, in the military of the Lord, amen, in the army of the Lord, then we've got to be at that place where we're not, we don't allow this world to dictate to us yes and no. So to make military expedition, to lead soldiers to war, to battle, spoken of a commander, to do military duty, to be an active service, to be a soldier, to fight, to serve in a military campaign, to figure, figuratively to execute the apostolate. When you execute the apostolates with its arduous duties and functions, you're contending with carnal inclinations. Amen. So as Jesus said, if I by the finger of God cast out devils, then no doubt the kingdom of God has come unto you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for this opportunity, Father, to bring forth your words of life, amen, to the body of Christ, to help us understand why we must keep our hearts pure before you, Father God, that we might move by the spirit of truth, amen. We might move not because of knowledge, sake, but because we're being initialized by our spirit, amen. And I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, as your word declares, he that, amen, as your word declares in Proverbs 16, <clears throat> he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that rules his spirit than he that takes a city. Help us, Lord, to take heed to our spirits, amen, as the Holy Ghost, Father, as you breathe in our spirits, in that holy of holies, amen. As you breathe in our spirits, Lord of God, the life of God, and, and begin to speak to us, Father, as an oracle that comes to us and gives us instru instructions and understanding, Father God, on your purpose and your plans for our lives and for the lives of our families and for the lives of the body of Christ. I thank you, Father, for those that are partaking today, Father, and those that are part will partake in the future, Father. We love you, Father, and we give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Lord, your word is settled in heaven your faithfulness Lord continues to all generations your covenant magnified exalted